Cameron. It's a. Oh no, I was gonna say the thing. Oh, what thing? It's opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Oh yeah, I guess we have a we have a thing we say, don't we? I always forget the thing sort we of, say. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't think we've said it last week. Oh, I'm sorry. To all the all the <laughs> ten people I, that listen, I have a feeling. If if anyone's listening to a podcast, that's usually because they're like subscribed to an RSS feed. So like, not that there shouldn't be an intro, but sometimes with some shows, I feel like they have too much of a dedicated intro. I, I get that every show could put, you know, it could be somebody's first time listening, but they know the title. Like you can you can gloss over it, and let them catch up. I want to say there are definitely podcasts I've listened to where I'd always skip the first like 30 seconds because they had either really long intro music or a, a certain set of like back and forth phrasing they would do every episode to introduce <laughs> it and I didn't care. And then I know there were certain podcasts that oh, had, yeah. you know, were more interview focused and the host would do like a solo intro for like sometimes five fucking minutes before the interview started and so I would always skip that. Oh, you know, uh, Neat Canyon. I I know of it because um, that sounds familiar. It doesn't really matter, but he has a podcast, and uh, him and his co-host, and I think they're both funny. It's a fun show. They just sort of talk about whatever, a lot like what we do. But they do this thing I don't understand because I feel like they're both smarter than this. They do like a cold open where they'll play like a clip that made them funny from later in the show at the front. And so it feels like you're you're missing part of a conversation because it's it's always like you, you hit play on the show and then it's like, so anyways, so you're there and it's like, if you give the horse a pill, like, is it a suppository or not? And then it'll cut to like them laughing and then the intro music and then they start the show like normal. And the problem is, you know, 50 minutes later when they set up this horse thing and you're hearing it again, it's like, oh, yeah, I heard this punchline a minute ago. Sure, sure. And it becomes less funny. And I don't know why... I, other podcasts do this too, but I feel like they have comedic timing, so they should know better than this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, um, the Hot Ones interviews, they always do that with uh, Da Bomb. Like, they'll, the introduction will be the, 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 you know, 10 or 15 seconds of the celebrity, like, reacting to one of the really hot hot sauces. And then it's like, yeah, but that's it. That's always the surprise save when we it. get to that one. Yeah, you should you should save it. Um, it. It does feel like a really weird choice to do that. Have you seen movie trailers that do that? Um, I mean, I've seen movie trailers that you're just like, I feel like you put too much in the movie trailer if that's what you're talking about. No. So if you look up a movie trailer on YouTube, like this whole last year, this has been a trend. Where you find the trailer, and it's like, I want to see the new Flash trailer. Because I heard there was a Batman in it, right? So you yeah. go to YouTube, you type in Flash trailer, you click on it, and the first five seconds are like the three coolest part of the trailers, all like, like just pew, 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 all at once. And it's just, the Flash trailer starts now. And then it plays the trailer. And it's like, well, I just really saw the weird. part I wanted to see. I don't, I, I don't know who that's trailers. for. I, yeah, that's... It's, is that for like? I, I mean, um, yeah, that's true. You, I, I'm such a normie. I, I, I feel like it's funny how I'm into all sorts of weird stuff. But I'm such a bigger normie than you are. Do you think you're a bigger normie than I am? I watch Marvel movies. I do too. 
just six months after they come out. See? It's funny you mentioned this because like I was literally going to go, hey, Cameron, have I ever made you listen to slam metal? And I think the answer might be yes. <laughs> okay, I, I found one. I, I looked this up real quick, just out of a point real quick. This isn't the worst example, but this is exactly what I mean. Where this is the Flash trailer. It's called the Flash Official Trailer 2. And you, you click play on the video, and it's like, look at him, cool. New trailer, Batman's starting motorcycle starts right now. Superman flying by an airplane, the Flash. Trailer starts now. And then it's like moody and slow. I lost my that, parents. That is really weird. I don't, I don't fucking get that at all. I'm very sick of this trend. I... I have a feeling it's because of the youth and their their TikToks. They click off of a video if they don't see an explosion after three seconds. So we got to get the the trailer in front of these youth. Or just like, I don't know, like the weird corporate bullshit of like, we're going to hype up the trailer before you watch the trailer. And it's like, no, that's why I'm here. I know what I'm watching. I'm an adult. It's just dumb. Anyways, so I sent you an, an album or an EP called Slamzilla by Crocophile, and the music's not good, and that's not really the point of the story, but uh, in case you're not familiar with this genre of music, it's basically like taking the most, uh, the brainless part of death metal when the song hits like that certain groove, and then just turning turning that into an entire genre of music, and then trying to make it uh, as brutal as possible. And I'm setting all this up because I had a really funny conversation with some people in a different Discord um, with all the Mark's uh, students. And someone was talking about how uh, how he really likes slam metal, and I was like, it all fucking sucks. And he was like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, I want to start a slam metal band where we're all furries, and we sing about, like, Blue Wolf Dick. You know what rhymes with Blue Wolf Dick? More Blue Wolf Dick. And then that turned into, like, an honest-to-God, like, 40-minute conversation that involved someone <laughs> making uh, a logo for our, our, our band called Slammed by Wolves. I went on Dolly E3 and made a couple of like album art covers, and we were going back and oh, you and, showed and me the, those. Yeah, and like the guitarist is like, so what? Uh, what key would we be in if we were going to do this? And I was like, F for fucking. And uh, <laughs> I, I am honestly like curious if this will become a thing. Cause I did message her this morning, and I was like, you know, I'm sober now. I'm a little hungover. Um, I still think this idea is amusing. If you do, and then she has not gotten back to me, which is perfectly rational um but i am curious if if at one day that we you know i will i will be part of a a furry shit post slam metal uh band called slammed by wolves and i was thinking of song titles I, like sounding with nails I, I love that name though i do too it's great or like pus flavored cum i feel like would be a really good slam song title and just do you really lean into like the the porno element of it? Because a lot of slam music is like shocking for the you know the sake of being shocking. So you get a lot of really. I think that's the genius of the shit post, though. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's interesting too. That name doesn't seem to be taken. Right. It, it, there's there's a lot of really good, a lot of really good things going on here. It was it was really fun to do this and just like everyone is having for whatever reason good ideas. Um, here's the, here's the album or she threw together real fast that has the, uh, has the logo. And like, I don't thing. know, 
I don't know how she did that logo, but it looks like a fucking slam metal logo. And it's like, oh, yeah, 10 seconds later, here we go. I think she probably ran it through like an AI thing like I did for the album arts. But yeah, um, I I, kind of hope it happens, Cam. But if it doesn't, I did want to tell you about it because it's really funny. How many tracks you have written? Well, that's the problem is we don't have any. I don't know how hard it is to write this kind of music. uh, McDonald's parking lot. McDonald's bathroom, banish from McDonald's, return to McDonald's. Is that all song titles for our, our for this EP or are those lyrics? Yeah, you you tell a story. What you do is uh, those are alternating. Like you, you put in other ones between those, but like every other song is titled over this uh, really bad weekend at a McDonald's. I like that. That that is actually a pretty solid idea. But like, yeah, I don't know if you listened to any of this, but like. It's not that complicated. Like, the guitar is just really, like, you know, no. it'll, like, go fast or whatever. Mostly it's just, jada, 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 you know. The thing is, I, I feel like this is the ASMR equivalent for metal. Kind of. Where it's like, you don't you don't think about it, but it is kind of like the aggressive part. And if you just had this on in the background, I can understand why people listen to it. Yeah, it's definitely like nowhere near my favorite genre of metal. Like, I, I honestly kind of don't like it because I think it's boring. But also, like, if I were if I were doing an editing session, I could probably put that on as background noise and, and, and do totally fine. It wouldn't distract me. And so I think, yeah, it is like... I want, like, like the, a... You need a real clean, like, banjo added. Well, that's what I kept telling him. I was like, you know, you have these, like, slam parts that are really driving, but then, you know, you, you intersperse them with, like, actual melody. Like, you know, maybe a piano trill or a banjo if you want to, you know, something. And the one guy who likes slam, he's like, no, that's not how the genre works. And I was like, I know, the genre is bad. We would make it better. Imagine, imagine like having a hook section or like, oh, that part you could actually like okay. remember the next day. Okay. Do you have a uh, Slamzilla playing right now? Um. Yeah. Have this playing in another tab so that they're going at the same time. This is okay. Purple Creek on banjo by Jacob Johnson. This is really funny. And it's great because they don't well, they don't match up at all. Like they're in different BPMs and probably different keys, but it doesn't fucking matter. What well, it almost adds to the chaos of the slam metal. It kind of does. Yeah, like it is it, it 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 weirdly works. It shouldn't. I did it shouldn't. I didn't expect that at all. But I think when when your when your music genre is is everything is at 11 out of 10, um introducing something that's a 4 out of 10 in terms of like extreme 
somehow makes the 11s go to 12 because it, it's so it's so dissonant and un, unnatural. You're just like, what the fuck is this? Cameron, you're a genius. Thank you. I had a lot of fun with that. You know, just... I've known so many people, like, it's so easy to talk about making things, and it's really hard to make things. We definitely had the fun talking pit, and it was really satisfying, but it leaves a void. I don't, I don't gain any, like, of the yeah. creative fulfillment out of just talking. Like, now I'm like, well, I kind of want to make this, but I don't have the, uh, all of the required skills to do it. Okay, here's an idea. Here, here's a uh, story for a song. Um, you know how that, like, that uh, like hand sanitizer will kill like ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Yeah. So like, what about that? You know, point one percent survivor. Oh, and just like like anthropomorphizing the one percent of bacteria that's just like I'm all alone, everyone's dead, and it's a wasteland of cleanliness. I was thinking more like a a a, a rallying cry of vengeance, the bacterial avenger. I mean, you know, that maybe that's like the second act. I feel like you, you do tragedy in the first bit and then you, you build into that and all of a sudden uh, it's a super bacteria okay. at the end and like someone dies in a hospital from a staph infection. Okay. Um, this is mildly tangential, but I watched a movie last <laughs> night that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Um, have you seen Whiplash? No, I, that's the drummer movie. Yeah, drummer movie. Uh, I was really impressed. I, I, it's a good movie. I didn't expect much out of it. And by the end, I was like on the edge of my seat. Like, this is very good. The acting's very good. The pacing is good. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I, I'm so tired of dramas that are like, they feel slow. They don't have to. You can move to another scene, you know? Tell your story. Yeah. Uh, this was very good. But the thing is, this is like the first time that I watched a movie about jazz where at no point, not even once, does a character say, well, it's about what you feel. You just got to get loose and it, and and it's about the notes you don't play. Like it was about actual just like hard work and like learning an instrument and the actual hard work that goes into playing an instrument well. Okay. Okay. And I found that very refreshing. And it was literally inspiring. And so I find it very interesting hearing you talk about basically a joke, but also there's there's creative stuff going on behind the, the funny haha parts, too. And yeah, I just and like, love that. Yeah, but and we, we, we've talked about like the the elaborate shit post quite often on this show because we're we're both big fans of that. Right. And it kind of gets the heart like uh, uh, behind every elaborate shit post is a ton of work and skill most of the time. Like, the band I sent you with the Godzilla uh, thing, you know, there's... Is it the most complicated music? No. It's produced well. It uh, it clearly has, like, song structures. You know, it's not like they just played the first thing that came to mind. Like, they picked and chose and actually constructed songs. The, the vocal style for Slam is really hard to do um, properly, despite... I, I don't actually like it, and it's funny, like, it takes a ton of skill, and the, the sound you make isn't great. It's stupid. But someone had to learn how to do that, and then they had to do it well, and they had to be in time. You know, it's... 
it's so many things layered together. Some of the VR chat worlds we see that are like, this is so stupid. Someone, but someone had to make it and like program the things that work. And, you know, hours go into what is a dumb joke we enjoy for 10 minutes. And it's kind of crazy. Oh, what was that one that, that, uh, I think we talked about this on the show before, but remember that weird Jerry Maguire pyramid? Oh God, that, why do I know what that is? Jerry Maguire pyramid images. What the, what am I looking up Cameron? That is, why is this like a, is this a wedding scene? What the fuck is going on in this picture? <laughs> Not opening. I, I, I it's masterful shit posting. Is it? Is a guy that just collects all of the, the the DVD or the VHS tapes of this? Yeah, well, they collected enough to open a store in LA that only sells Jerry Maguire on VHS. But the plan was, if they could collect enough, they wanted to go out into the desert outside uh, Las Vegas and build a pyramid out of the VHSs. Oh, okay, okay. And... And that would take a lot, but what they did in the meantime is somebody actually made that in VR chat, so you could see the simulated version of it. Oh hell yeah! And it's it's really great because it's very very good. They have a, a cardboard cutout um, and everything of uh, what's his name? Not not Tom Cruise. Is it Tom Cruise? Who's in Jerry Maguire? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Um, Tom Cruise. Yes, there's a cardboard cutout of Tom Cruise you can take a picture with, and there's also like a uh, 360 uh, 3D photo scans of the uh of the pop-up store so you can actually like you can put your head in this bubble and look around and it's like you're in the location for real and there's like actual copies of the tape you can pick up and look at and you can read the back and go huh that looks kind of good it's uh it's very funny it's a very good shit post but also like the craftsmanship like they could yeah. have spent this doing like a an important art piece like I I saw, uh, what's the word? I saw this piece of art that was clearly trying to convey something. And I'm sure the artist is very proud of themselves. But it's the sort of thing where I looked at it for a bit, and it's like, I think I understand, you know, what they're trying to communicate. You know, war is bad. Whatever. I think I've spent more time analyzing, like, Shrek and Sonic fanfiction than I did his painting. Sure. Because on a on a weird meta level, there's like a societal communal thing going on where this isn't just a joke. It's like it's such a non-joke, and yet we all understand it, that there is something that ties us together. And I'm trying to find what this intangible chord is. Because it's very easy to say war bad. And it's like, yeah, you know, we, the, the um, environment's important. It's like, yeah, I understand the through point. But here's like a weird uh, uh, spider skeleton from Spirit Halloween, and he's driving a truck on the moon, and people are upvoting it. So now I have to stop and figure out why. And I find that stuff yeah. so much more interesting. I, I I understand. Like you said, there's nothing really brave about about like war is bad. Like yeah, we pretty much all agree that war is bad. Um, maybe the piece is really well done. Maybe it's not. But why did we all agree that Sonic and Shrek having a baby, one of them is pregnant, is like a perfectly acceptable meme template that we can see over and over and over again and people will draw to varying degrees of skill? 
I, I'm I'm unfazed by it. I've seen it so many times, but I'm also always kind of delighted when it shows up because it's like it's always kind of been a while. And like, why is that a thing? Why why are certain like internet jokes? You know, and obviously that's the mimetic part of meme, right? The things that spread. But it's like, why did that spread? Why why are there certain things that are so stupid that you can reference and a lot of people are gonna get? Well, yeah, you know, I was actually thinking about that. Uh, there's that Nickelodeon Smash Brothers knockoff, right? Yeah. They did a DLC pack that had Jimmy Neutron's dad. And people are asking, why did they put in Jimmy Neutron's dad before Jimmy Neutron? Like, is oh, that kind of weird? That's really weird. And the well, the answer was in the trailer because there's a part where, like, he shows up. And he makes a reference to sending you to the Shadow Realm, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh quote. And it's like, oh, it's just because of the internet meme status. Like, most of SpongeBob and Patrick's movesets are uh, specifically their shots that reference internet memes. Oh, that's lame. And, like, poses that have been memed up a lot. And, like, Nickelodeon sells a lot of, like, SpongeBob meme figures. And it's the sort of thing where I'll see it and I'll think, oh, I know what episode they're referencing, but why well, do they have a figure of this? And I realize, oh, it's because it's a popular JPEG. And I get really sad. Yeah, I don't want, like, the corporatization of, like, these kind of things. Like, it, it, it feels gross. And so the fact that, like, oh, our video game is, like, all, haha, your favorite SpongeBob memes and you can play them. It's like, no, that's not what I want. Like, that doesn't feel genuine. That feels like someone in corporate went, hey, this will make us money. And everyone else went, no, it won't. He's like, well, you're going to do it anyways. I think the, the, that is kind of the great thing about like the spirit of, of the weird things that do go around is a lot of them are so weird or um, maybe not quite safe for work that like a corporation isn't going to come up with that. And so they're very free of like, I don't know, like capitalism. They're just things that people made. And, it, and that's enjoyable. There's no strings attached to shrek is pregnant with spongebob's baby you know it's just it's just a picture so i made a joke before the show when we're trying to pick a topic but i actually do want to bring up skibbity toilet now (laughs) okay uh do you know anything about skibbity toilet i don't so it's this weird thing that lightning struck and it got more popular than it should have is the long short of it it's one of those, like, source filmmaker funny, like, Gary's Mod videos. It's just that like, some guy is, like, doing this series out of it. Where, like, the, the very first one was just, like, it's a camera, and it's inside a building, and it goes over to the toilet. And then, like, a head pops out of the toilet, and it sings, like, a TikTok song. And it's LOL random, and that's it. Okay. But it's, like, he turned it into a series with, like, a narrative and a plot. And it's it's very like what's interesting is that there's no spoken words, uh, but there's enough uh, through points between episodes that you can pick up on the plot. And it's mostly like war and action sequences now where the skibbity toilets are fighting the security cameras or whatever. Like it's this whole thing. And uh, the the young the youth aforementioned, they just love it. And it's one of these things where, okay, I don't get it. I prefer my Team Fortress 2 source filmmaker jokes where Scout says words funny and Heavy says sandwich. And I laugh even though it's not a joke. 
Yeah. And this is just the next generation of that, right? Okay. Uh, I I I logged on to a VR chat last night, and there's a group meetup, and I was like, oh, I'll see what the guys are up to. And I show up, and they are all sitting around the TV watching Skibbity Toilet, episode uh, 17. And I walk in, and I say, oh, what's up? I said, we're watching Skibbity Toilet. And I said, oh, okay. And I just left. And it wasn't because purely my disinterest. It was because, hey, they're having fun, and I don't want to be the guy that, like, steps in. And it's just like, oh, I just don't get it. Because I'm tired of hearing that from other people. Yeah, I th- you know, that's... um. I think we've probably talked about this before, but, like, there are elegant ways to grow up, like, and one of them is to not hate the things kids like. You cannot understand it, you cannot enjoy it, but, like, you can also avoid it, if you, if you, if that's the case. Like, you don't have to outright dislike it and be like, man, that thing sucked. And I'm trying to do that more, well, because, yeah, like, there's stuff that, you know, like, like you said, you just, you just like, oh, I don't need to be part of this. I don't want to, like, bring people down, and I don't like it, and I, you know, that's fine. I'll go do something else. Like, that's such a, a mature I mean, way to handle that. You're allowed to hate it, but you can also just not tell other people to also hate it. Right, yeah, I guess that's what I meant. People. Like, you can, <laughs> yeah. there's, you know, hating a property, and then there's being a dick about it, I guess is what I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, reality TV. I skipped a lot of that. And when people say, like, yeah. oh, did you watch the latest Survivor? Uh, I don't have to say, oh, I don't like reality TV. I think it's crass and lowest common denominator and bazinga. I, I just say, no, I didn't. And I move on. Uh, it's like, I, I think I think that's an important thing with art to bring it back to, like, kind of what we were talking about. Sometimes it is kind of corporate and sometimes it's not. But the bottom line is if you look at something and you're getting something out of it, then that's a good thing. Yeah. To a degree. There is like too much of a good thing. But I think that if you, you know, if you have something you enjoy, go ahead and enjoy it. And then if you're not getting it, if if you're not receiving anything from it, just move on. I I, I don't know. I, I liked, um, we went to that museum. And they had this, like, ocean theme going on. And there was a one room with a bunch of, like, clay uh, sculptures of, like, sea life kind of things and shells and stuff. Yeah. I feel like we spent a lot of time in that room appreciating the individual pieces, how they came together as a whole, the color choices, the um, the different shapes, the different uh, versions of the concept. And it was very interesting. And then later, there's a different room where it's a bunch of, like, masks, and there's, like, photos of people wearing these masks. And we didn't spend much time in that room. (laughs) No. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's like, we don't have to sit there and say, I get it, it's a mask, and then, like, yell at people to come in and look at it. Don't waste your time in this room. It's just masks. (laughs) It's like, okay, now I'm good. Yeah. We're the art police. I'm trying to think... Nothing to see yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. I'm trying to think because I, 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 for whatever reason, music is always the thing that comes up, and I know, like when um when hyperpop was getting kind of big for a bit, and I didn't really care for it, and it's like you know what though, you know the kids got like their new weird edgy ass music to listen to, and I think it's important that kids have that. That's you know for me it was new metal, and for for kids at a certain point it was hyperpop, and I don't know what it'll be next time, but. There will always be something new that the kids will like and adults will be like, that's definitely not for me. 
And then I, I, you know, I, I see like YouTube comments being like that Olivia Rodrigo, she writes really shitty songs that her poetry is bad. I'm 60 and I listen to Led Zeppelin and it's like, yeah, she's not for you. You're allowed to come to that conclusion. And, you know, masks in the museum, maybe not for me. I like the I like the ocean stuff. So I looked up, I'm trying to find like a clickbaity article that might be funny about like terrible music genres. I mean, like, I can name a couple, but they're all, like, weird. Well, I, I love the ones that are, like, oddly specific. Um, this one is New Wave of New Wave. There's <laughs> Live Tronica. The hell is that? Uh, Happy Hardcore. That just sounds... They have an example of... Let me see here. This is Live Tronica. I'll send that. Happy har- Hardcore isn't supposed <laughs> to be happy. It's supposed to be deeply upset. You're in a warehouse, and you... Punch each other while you listen. That's the whole point. You, you probably have tentacles. better words than I do for Lifetronica. Fractal Eternal Wheel. It's an eight-minute song. I would say the opening of it... I don't know where it's going to go. It kind of reminds me of, like, like if I were watching, like, a BBC documentary on, like, fish. Yes. This, this could play. Yes, it's background music for an aquarium with a higher tempo. So I skipped ahead to a minute, and yeah, now we got a bass line. Oh, hey, there's some, like, electric guitar here. It's weird, because it sounds kind of like background music, but it's got too much going on, and it's too aggressive. There's maybe a bit of, like, post-rock to it. Let's skip to five minutes. I don't know. I'm going to skip to four. Oh, it's getting weird. I mean, it's, it's still, like, guitar, but... Oh, this There's is some weird. really weird. There's like a modulation on it. This has a million views. Okay, go look at I want you to listen to Happy Hardcore. Okay. Happy Hardcore, Hardcore till I die. Is, uh typified by a very fast tempo, often coupled with solo vocals and sentimental lyrics. Examples include Raver Baby, Moon Dance, Slam and Vinyl, and Hardcore Till I Die. Man, my freaking YouTube, uh, my ad block, there it goes. My ad blocker doesn't know what to do with YouTube right now. Okay, so I'm listening to Happy Hardcore. This, this is basically like those original songs for DDR where it's like, we just need something that you can stomp your feet to. It reminds me of like a mix of like Eurodance and like anime intro music. I don't dislike it. I mean, this is like kind of neat. I don't know, pop music. It doesn't have a lot of like instrumental stuff going on. It's definitely vocal heavy. Yeah. But then like, you know, you skip a bit and like, oh, hey, here's the uh, dancey bit. And this like could be a Cascada song right here. Yeah, this is all right. I didn't know like, I suppose it's different enough from Eurodance to I get why they don't call it Eurodance. But to me, that's definitely what it reminds me of. I, I was expecting, like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of war metal, which is, like, a subgenre of a subgenre of metal. If I can find an example of it. Because it's actually, like, a really specific genre, but people use it wrong. And to me, it just sounds like shittier, um, uh, shittier black metal. Because <laughs> I didn't mean to turn this metal? into, like, a... Yeah, yeah, this is, uh... Quantum noose of 
Usurpation. Um, I can't. I can't pronounce the band name. It's like, what if we took certain things about black metal sound and made them less coherent? Um, I get like the evolution. Yeah, incoherent is a good way to put it. Every once in a while, you get like a riff, and you're like, "Oh, that's actually got some bounce." I hope they repeat that more than twice, because that could you could turn that into a song, and then they then they won't though. It's not bad. It just doesn't do anything for me. I okay. I don't want to change the subject again, but we're we're talking oh, about we like you know pushing boundaries of art and uh what what is and isn't mimetic. I don't know what this deal is, but you know how there's those like AI covers of songs. Yeah. Not a fan of, so, of that. Somebody somebody figured out like a really good uh, Plankton voice. And people have been doing a lot of Plankton like diss tracks and stuff. And they sound really good. <laughs> like it's kind of weird. I, I'm trying to find one in particular and it's actually hard to find because now I go to YouTube and I type in Plankton AI cover. There's this playlist with 170 songs on it. Holy shit. Um... Yeah, and these aren't the ones I was looking for because the, the ones I was looking for were like actually like original songs where it's like as if Plankton was like singing this like in in the the canon of the show. And I found those more interesting because they were like, you know, it'd be like a really heavy like rap diss track where he's just really railing into crabs and it's like this is funny but also it has a beat to it. This is solid. But now a lot of these nice. are just like covers of real songs. And I'm having yeah, see, trouble you, finding you, the stuff that I liked. When you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen like, hey, I did uh, Chester Bennington sings a cover of ACDC AI. And it's like, oh, that that to me is really disrespectful because he's, you know, not alive and probably wouldn't do that. Uh, and, you know, using it to turn Plankton into a, a, a gangster rapper is is actually a, a legitimately enjoyable, I think, use of the technology that that's totally cool with me. It's. It's taking like dead people and repurposing their voices and, and things like that that I don't that I don't like. Okay, I found one I liked. Uh, this is STD by Dankton. I okay, I'm already on board. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is monetized, which is funny because if I click play, I don't think the ad's gonna play at all. Fuck you, YouTube. YouTube used to be cool, and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna hit refresh till it works. Are you? Are you, how? How is YouTube running out? There it goes. It's funny because like, there are times when it sounds really, really good, and then you can hear the distortion a bit uh, in the voices. It struggles to figure out what to do. Yeah, but it's like th there's a few of these in this uh, uh vibe. Like I think this guy made basically like a small album out of this. And uh, we'll listen to it on raid night. Like, this will come up during certain bosses, and we're all just, like, you know, like, we're, like, bobbing our heads to the beat. <laughs> so, if I'm if I'm correct, because I believe the way this works, um, this kind of method of making uh, AI performances like this is, this person wrote this and actually performed it himself and then used AI to take his performance and change his voice into Plankton. At least that's how I've seen um, examples of it. Yeah, I I don't know how I like I don't know what uh what program does the audio stuff like this so well. Cuz honestly like I want to make my own like shit posty song but I need like a computer to auto tune it for me. 
So it's like I would practically I I would use that for my own voice if I could. Sure. You know what I mean? That's a another interesting kind of point to some of this is, you know, as technology gets better, um, certain art forms get more accessible to people. You know, like if you have a tablet, yeah, you need to know how to draw, but you also have infinite undos because you're in Photoshop or some other type of program. And you can you can do things that you could never do um, traditionally with like, you know, charcoal or pencil or whatever. But there, there's there's ways to make the workflow easier and more efficient. And, you know, it, it can help you that way. Or obviously the music thing, like you don't need to know how to play an instrument to make music. And like that's been the case for a while now. I can't play guitar, but I make guitar-based music because I have a fake one. And I think as uh, as AI gets better, you know, if I'm, like, generating pictures and then Photoshopping them and creating my own com- composite stuff, like, it's going to be interesting to see what it will allow people to do as long as they put in the base level of effort to, like, make it good. Like, if you click button and you're done, it you're going to get derivative shit. But if you click button and then go, oh, that's a cool thing I can work with. I'm going to do that. Or like, oh, I'm going to use my voice, but I'll use this thing to make it sound a bit better because I'm not a good singer. And I'm, there's only so many hours in the day and I don't want to pay a dude to teach me how to sing because, hey, I do that. It It's work and it's money. Like, I get why someone wouldn't want to do that. Um, And then, you know, okay, does everybody should everybody deserve to be able to make like great art without putting in the effort and the work? It's like, I don't know. I think the people that put in the effort and the work are still ultimately going to be better at it. So you're going to be ahead of the competition just because you you care more. But it is fun to make stuff. So I get why someone would be like, oh, man, I want to use the computer to help me do a thing just to say I did it because I've always wanted to or because it seemed like it would be fun to do and. I think that's fine. I don't know. I'm kind of walking a really tight middle ground here, but does it all need to be bad? Okay. So this uh, Dankton song has 3 million views. Uh, it sure does. I, I heard somebody say once, um, it's just like an AI thing. I could do that. And I said, well, then you should do it. I would like to see what you can do. He hasn't made anything ever yet. Still waiting on his cool song that he can do yeah yeah I'm, I'm not disagreeing with him i believe he could do this uh he didn't and he still hasn't that's the difference between him and dankton by glorb <laughs> that's that's a fair difference though right because it's one of those that goes back to like it doesn't take talent to practice and it's like, yeah, you can go pull that back even further. And it's like, it doesn't take, I don't know, talent to like, get off your ass and just do something. And, you know, it's like, oh, anybody could do that. It's like, have at it. I love the thumbnail for his, uh, he he did a song with Sandy Squirrel. Oh, wow. I like that. She looks like she's wearing like a bathrobe and then has a machine gun for the listeners. With And it's like raining money. Oh, Goodbye Karen was another good one, I think. No, that wasn't it. Never mind. Oh. I I feel funny how uh, this stuff exists. We've been kind of like loose about it, but also there's this funny uh, through point of this whole show where we're talking about like the validity of art. (laughs) And it's like 
this is kind of a more intellectual conversation for our standards, but also it's a plankton from SpongeBob swearing a lot. Yeah. I have to wonder, you know, the the person that made going back to this like Godzilla slam thing, like, do they t- how, how proud are they of this project? Do they talk about it? You know, if he, he's at uh, Thanksgiving meal and Grandma's like, "What did you do this year, sweetie? It's been so long." Is he like, "Oh man, we put out the greatest like Godzilla themed stupid album where I made a lot of monkey noises," you know, like how much shame and how much of like basic you know what i don't want to get into the weeds with this is involved in the making of these projects because if i think back to like the the furry one i was talking about i'm like would i tell anybody important that i did this because it comes with a lot of baggage especially if most of the songs are about porn (laughs) so the answer is like probably not you know i tell you and maybe joe and and you know there you go that's good enough You know, I'm growing uh, increasingly disinterested with mainstream media. Yeah, that's something we've we've definitely yeah. covered before, right? Yeah, you gotta find some indie sources of a uh, of expression and entertainment. If uh, if 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 you're depressed out there, just try something new you haven't tried before, because you might surprise yourself that there's still some humanity left. Rayman eating sushi off a cow's ass in an official piece of media was not what I expected in 2023. Holy shit, no it's not. We talked about Rayman's no. dick not that long ago. Yeah, uh, he still doesn't get a game, but he, I guess he's in like a cartoon or something. That's cool. I actually like this picture a lot. I'm going to retweet it. Um, I like the cow part. I don't like Rayman. Dude, so here's a funny thing. When you sent me this link... Because it, it was to Twitter, but it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. And so I'm like, what is this X.com? Are you sending me something like something, like a, uh, you know, a post off a porn d- site? Dude, and I was like, I'm going to click it. But I, I, I can't believe like, uh, seriously, I, I, I'm trying to picture like, you know how um, I saw a funny video on Twitter and it was a bee and a bee stole the man's spaghetti noodle. He flew off with a noodle. It was very funny. I can't find it. I'm going to go to Google and type in Twitter. Uh, video B steel noodle and it comes up now I'm gonna have to go to Twitter and say X B steel noodle and I'm gonna get different results like yeah that's not a good name for any website uh, not just Twitter don't name your website X it ha- the letter X has too much baggage it's unfortunate um I agree with Elon Musk that it looks really cool uh, I like in Speed it's Racer. Cool his brother is is secretly a racer X. That's cool. I get it. Um, I'm not gonna name my child Racer X just because it's cool. No, no. What? Actually, that's what ma- separates okay, let me, us. Let me think. Imagine <laughs> though. Imagine Junior. Okay, you, you name him X. No, you name him Racer, and his middle name is X. Is that cringier? Um, I think so. I think that almost makes it worse. Kinda, I, man. How how fascinating. Unless it's unless your last name is Ist, then it'd be Racer <laughs> X Ist, and uh, that's almost a joke. It's not one, but it's close. And so at least you know it's like, oh, okay, what, they're trying something there. What if what if okay, I what if your name was was Dan? Your name's Daniel, 
but your middle name's Jur, and so it's your Dan Jur McDonald, and and then someone says like you Dan, you have to go on this mission. It, it's very it's it's not safe, and he, he'll say Jur is my middle name. Uh don't encourage me. No, that, that one's kind of fun. I like that a little. No. No. But we're friends and I'm here to support you. What about Family Guy? What's your favorite Family Guy quote? Is Family Guy art? I mean, it, Family Guy is art. Okay. Lots of things are art. It does, you know, it just doesn't have to be like high art or good art. What about Go Animate? Is Go Animate art? I don't know what that is. Uh so Go Animate is a thing. It's like a this website where it has these like pre-done like canned animations and stuff and you make like a, a character and you can like you have, you have like a robot voice and you can have your characters like run around and do stuff or whatever and then like export it to YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and type go animate and pretty much anything like somebody made <coughs> excuse me. I'm sending you a Twitter account on x.com called out of context go animate where they just have like if you scroll through it you'll immediately understand what i mean oh oh wow that that um that escalated real fast in six seconds so i take I it don't... you write the text and you kind of tell it what to do or yeah you you uh you have like you you have a character standing there in your timeline and you say this character says line and then this character changes animation to stomp feet and reads line and then change animation to stand with arms on hips. I mean, I think in a way, yeah, like that this is actually a I think really there's a utility question. to this. Um Yeah, because like, like technically like this person did a lot, did some design work. He just had the computer do a lot of canned animation and, and, and things for him. Um, but at the same time, like, okay, he's got a six second thing he's trying to tell and he, he was able to do it. I don't know. I, I, I want to say yes. I, there's, there's things that I want to say no, that no, this isn't art. This is just dumb. But I mean, there is a creative process here. Oh, Chris, it's kind of like. I'm sorry. The audio was off on the one I sent you. I just I just wanted you to see the animation. it <laughs> went with the Okay, oh, these are No, no, no. I turned the audio on. I'm sorry. Um my point is this is what go animate is. What it looks like. Like uh, uh here's the like uh <laughs> same question kinda, but like is is uh corporate background music art, you know, for for use in like corporate videos? <laughs> excuse me because a lot of like corporate music is is constructed in a way to obviously not be intrusive because it's not it's not why yes. you're there um and it repeats a lot it's kind of like inherently boring however there are like it does make you want to feel emotions you know the appropriate emotion to the thing being sold and art makes you feel emotions you know ideally and so where does it fall, right? It's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, this Go Animate feels like the the corporate art of of animation. Um, you know, then people are just making the characters say racial slurs, which is what what X uh, is known for, maybe. <laughs> oh wow, somebody did the uh the um metaverse ad in Go Animate. 
This is a good one. That's a that's a uh, jam and beat. You know what I like about this is there's no ads. That's true. For now. Wow. So did did this person do this in like six second chunks? I'm not sure how these are like some of these. Some of these actually have like work put into them. And it's using the limits I mean, this one to the benefit because it's almost like a self-aware joke. And then there's others. I mean, like there, there are so many like long-running series. Like I watched a ten-minute-long Caillou uh, goes to Area Fifty-One raid video back when that was a thing. It's like <clears throat> I, it's all it's all stupid, but it's like it, most yeah. of it is aware that it's stupid and it's leaning into it. In a way where, like, th- this is one of my favorite things of art is when there are limitations. Like, it's very cool that Blender is a free program and you can just 3D animate your entire series if you wanted to. But then you see somebody use, like, a weird Nintendo 64 program that only has, like, uh, 18 polygons on screen at a time. And then they do something with that. I'm much more interested to see what they did to push that limit, you know? Yeah. Um, I know we're we're getting near an hour, and I got one more question on this topic. We don't actually have to answer, but it's something to think about. Because okay, I listen to K-pop, and a lot of K-pop um performers like they don't write their own music and they don't write their own dancing, but you know, and and you know the 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 labels put the bands together and the groups together, so they might not even be like friends before they they join you know whatever their their group is. Are they artists? Um, I, I, I guess I'm confused by this question because I've heard it before and I don't know why is music treated differently than movies? You know what? That's a, a, a really good point. Um, Johnny Depp does not write his script or handle the camera or program the CGI tentacles coming out of his anus. He, he just reads his line that he's fed. Right, right. No, no, that's a great point. I've, I, it's weird that there's like a certain authenticity we expect out of music, and then we get mad when it's not met. And then it's like, yeah, well, but I, I just, there's literally nothing authentic about the corporate side of music ever. Like, it's never been an authentic place to be in. I, I think there is a context. And if you see like a guy at the park, and he has a little hat out, and he's collecting dollars, and he's playing a banjo, and you're like, hey, you know what? That guy's like expressing his talent. He's doing this banjo thing. And then you get up close and you realize he's not actually touching the strings and he's just like playing an iPhone. You you might like hesitate because it's like, well, wait, what are you doing? But if you go to like a big production, like a K-pop concert where they got laser lights and stuff and they're lip syncing, I don't think anyone cares because it's like you can barely hear over the speakers anyways. Yeah, and look at their dance moves are choreographed real good. They're doing that, like the, you know, yep. you're there for the spectacle and you paid for the spectacle, and that's different than someone saying, "Here's I I want to share my talent with you because I wrote this song," and it's like, okay, you you're listening for their song. If you go to a Marvel movie, it's not the same as someone pretending to be a drug addict recovering to tell an inspirational story. You know, it's like a different thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually uh, that's a really, um, it's a good way to put it. I know there was a comedian recently that he was going to take over the Daily Show. At least there was there was talks, 
Um, and like a lot of his stand up, it's less about telling jokes and more about like these situations that he was in that made him feel a certain way. And he's telling them to make you as the audience feel a certain way. Well, and he kind of came out. He's like, yeah, I mean, some of that shit I kind of make up and I present it as a real thing that happened. You know, someone was racist to me and this is how I resolved it. But that no one was ever racist to him. It was just like, well, it could have happened. And people got really fucking mad at him because it's like the you know, it's like, yeah, comedians will embellish to tell stories and to tell jokes. But his intent wasn't always to make you laugh. His intent was to make you think a thing happened. And here's your takeaway. And so when that thing did not happen, you feel like you got, you know, lied to and, and screwed. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's tricky, and that's probably going to be a case-by-case thing, too, because I think I'm a little surprised to hear that people got that mad about it, but also I'm not surprised to hear that people get mad about anything, really, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, we are at an hour. I don't know if you want to do a glad space. This is a really kind of fun episode. I did, we had no topic, and we ended up talking about philosophy and art, and you know, it it is hard to sit down, SpongeBob, on on your uh, on your your marble column, and ponder what is art. But I think we stumbled gracefully through that. I think so. How about you? Do you have a glad space? Yeah, um, I'm gonna recommend a YouTube video. Uh, Jaden Animation put out one where she played Dungeons and Dragons for the first time and she details that and she does cartooning and so the whole thing is like an animated uh, story of, of her D&D campaign and it's really funny and it's really charming and it reminds me a bit of uh, when we played D&D and I cracked up like really audibly a handful of times as the video went on um, so definitely I, I would recommend that one I, I had a, I had a good time with it and I think other people will too. That's a good pick. I actually, uh, mine's animated as well. Did you watch the amazing digital circus? No, I feel like Emily sent that to me or you did. Somebody did. Uh, they, they've been working on this like 3d cartoon for a while. Uh, this is glitch productions and, uh, they finally released. It's a, it's a 25 minute pilot for basically what could be an animated series. And people seem to be responding to it very positively, which I love seeing. And like we've been talking about, like independent art and getting away from the mainstream a bit. It's kind of fun watching this cartoon get 13 million views and people draw fan art like the the, the day of. I feel like the, the upload went up. They did the premiere and people were drawing the characters while watching because it was like 30 minutes after that went up. I started to see stuff on Twitter where it's like, wow, that's actually a good picture. Of course, there were previews ahead of time. So I think maybe some people were uh, getting ahead of the curve on that. But it was a, it was a very entertaining little cartoon. I, I think as far as pilots go, you can tell it's a pilot. Like there's maybe some moments that could be refined. But it's also the kind of thing where it's like, I could see more of these characters. I like it. I, so I guess that explains because I know Hirsch was um drawn some fan art or something, and I think it's yeah, he one did of too. the characters from that. Okay. I was like, I don't know who that character is, or, but, you know, now I do because I just looked at the thumbnail. And I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Problem solved. Yeah. The there, there's a solved. lot of fun characters. So, yeah, The Amazing Digital Circus 
And then, I'm sorry, what was yours again? I want to... Uh, Jaden Animation. There it is. Oh, you know what? This showed up in my recommended. That's funny. I'm going to watch that tonight. Hell yeah. Well, this was a fun chat. I, you know, thanks for making time, Chad. I love our talks. I do too. This is a good one. This is a, a good way to spend a Thursday. I feel I almost had a drink. I was so close, but I glad I didn't just because of how I felt this morning from all the drinking yesterday. So next yeah, time, you know, I got new rum. I want to I want to have that with you. I, I do want to say uh, sometimes, um, you know, we, we both have kind of our, our childish moments and our childish hobbies. But I uh, I really respect how uh, responsible you are as a person. I, uh, I try. It can be very hard sometimes. Yeah, that's the trick, though. You inspire us all. All right. Good night, everybody. I don't. I don't have any good clothes. Good night, everybody. There. I, I. I was drinking, and it's catching up to me right now. <laughs> Hell yeah.